Hello and welcome to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Your mind is the greatest gift God has given you. That's why today we continue with a series called Rethinking Your Life. In these lessons, Rick shares nine biblical pillars we need to reshape our minds so that we can become more like Jesus Christ. But first, if you're ready to live the abundant life Jesus promises, then you'll be excited to know that Pastor Rick created a brand new Bible study called Rethinking Your Life. This study will guide you into a deeper relationship with God, allowing you to see your life through His eyes, apply His wisdom, and step into a life of purpose and joy. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by just texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part one of a message called Learning to Think Like Jesus. Now, last week, I gave you nine pillars of uh, the series that we're going to go through on how to rethink your life. And one of those pillars was that the goal of rethinking our lives is to have the mind of Christ. And that's what we're gonna look at this weekend. In fact, I want us to use this as kind of an index to where we're going to go the entire uh, series. I'm gonna give you some big principles, and then in the following sessions, we're going to look at details. Now, in the Old Testament, Isaiah asked this question, in Isaiah 40, verse 13. Who understands the mind of the Lord? Who understands the mind of the Lord? Well, in the New Testament, Paul answers that, saying, we, we can. We can understand the mind of the Lord because Christ knows the mind of God and Christ now lives in us. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, there at the top of your outline, we see this verse. Paul says, we can understand these things because now we have the mind of Christ. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean that you have the mind of Christ? Well, it means that you can learn to think like Jesus. It means you can have the same thoughts, you can have the same attitudes, you can have the same reactions. This is God's goal for your life and my life, that we learn to become like Christ. And you can't become like Christ without learning to think like Christ. That's what it means to have the mind of Christ. Now, what does that look like? Well, that's what I want us to look at this weekend. What does having the mind of Christ look like? I'm going to give you 10 characteristics of a person who thinks like Jesus. Now, we've got so many of these, we're gonna go through them rapidly, but in the future, we're gonna go into the details of each of these. Okay, so let's get right into it. If you're taking notes, when I learn to think like Jesus, when I have the mind of Christ, number one, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly who I am if I have the mind of Christ. I'm not confused about my identity. Why? Because Jesus certainly had no doubt uh, about his identity. He had no fuzzy thinking about his identity. He knew exactly who he was. In fact, 18 times in the New Testament, Jesus defines himself to other people. Let me show you just a few of these verses. They're there on your outline. In, in John 6:35, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. In John 8:12, he says, I am the light of the world. In John 10, 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. In John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. John 14, 6, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. John 15, 1, I am the true vine. Mark 10, 61 and 62, I am the son of God. 
Now that's just a few of the 18 definitions where Christ defines who he really is. He had no doubt about his identity. You know, today there are a lot of movies that portray Jesus as uh, confused about his identity. That's pure fiction. He had no doubt as to who he was. Now here's what's interesting. God wants you to know your true identity. And listen, only your creator can tell you that. Nobody else can tell you your true identity because they didn't create you. Only God made you, and so only God can tell you what he created you for and who he created you to be. Now, why is this so important? Because if you don't know who God made you to be, you're gonna fall into a number of different traps, several traps, you're gonna waste your life. First, if you don't know who God made you to be, other people will force you into their mold and they will decide for you. You'll be manipulated by the expectations of others, maybe a boss, maybe a spouse, maybe a boyfriend, but you'll be manipulated and shaped by others. Or number two, you'll end up living a phony life. You're always pretending, you're always faking it, you're always wearing a mask because you don't really know who you are. Number three, confused identity creates stress in your life. And stress happens when you try to be something that you're not. So when I learn to think like Jesus and I have the mind of Christ, I know exactly who I am because Jesus knew exactly who he was and he created you. Now let me give you another one. Second, when I learn to think like Jesus, when I have the mind of Christ, I not only know who I am, I know God's purpose for my life. Why? Because Jesus knew the purpose for his life. He certainly knew exactly what he was called to do with his life. His vision, his purpose, his goals, they were crystal clear. In John 8 verse 14, Jesus says this, I know where I came from and I know where I'm going. Do you know that? Do you know where you came from? Do you know where you're going? Jesus settled his purpose very early in life. In fact, the Bible tells us that by age 12, he was already a purpose-driven uh, young man at age 12. In Luke chapter two, verse 49, uh, Jesus at age 12 had been left at the temple and uh, Mary and Joseph are returning to their hometown and all of a sudden they realize he's not in either traveling party and they go back to the temple to get him, they find him teaching the elders as a 12-year-old, and he says this, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? He knew his purpose at age 12. You know, I accepted my call to full-time Christian ministry when I was 12 years old. Young children can understand this at a lot earlier age than we think. And so my question to those of your parents is, are you preparing your kids for God's purpose for their lives, even at an early age. Now, of course, as Jesus' ministry expanded, he became more and more specific, announcing several very specific purposes for his life. One of them is John 10.10. You know this verse. John 10.10, Jesus says, my purpose is to give life in all its fullness. That's knowing not only who he was, but knowing his purpose. In fact, even right up to Christ's death on the cross, Jesus' purpose was very clear. Look at this verse up here on the screen. In John 12, 27, it says this. The night before he was executed, Jesus said, my soul is deeply troubled right now. This is Jesus the night before he goes to the cross. My soul's deeply troubled. So what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No. It was for this purpose that I have come, 
So we see Jesus knew who he was and he knew his purpose. He wants you to know who you are. He wants you to know your purpose. You get that when you get the mind of Christ. Number three, when I have the mind of Christ, I'm always aware that God is with me. I not only know who I am, I know what my purpose is. I'm always aware that God is with me. Again, we see this in the life of Jesus. Jesus lived in the presence of God. He stayed connected to the favor of God. No matter how busy he was, he stayed in tune with the Father. He took time to get alone and pray. Look at these verses. John 16, verse 32. Jesus says, I'm not alone because the Father is always with me. Do you know that the greatest antidote to loneliness is thinking like Jesus? That when you have the mind of Christ, you'll be able to say like him, I'm not alone because I know the Father is always with me. If you feel lonely, if you feel alone, it's at that moment you're not living the mind of Christ. Jesus said, I'm not alone. I know the Father's always with me. He was always aware of God's constant care. Now, how about you? How can you do that? How can you stay always aware of God's constant care? The answer, through prayer. <laughs> Jesus made prayer a daily habit. And the reason why he knew God was always with him is because he was always talking to him. Luke chapter five, verse 16, Jesus often slipped away to be alone so he could pray. Now, if you're taking notes, I want you to circle the word often. Jesus often slipped away to be alone so he could pray. Now notice that often, you know what that means? It means this is not like once in a lifetime. This is a habit. Jesus' prayer life was habitual. It was regular, it was continual. He often slipped away to be alone so he could pray. That's why he was always aware of God's presence. Now let me just ask you a very blunt question. How often do you slip away to pray during your day? Huh? How often do you slip away to pray during your day? Might your day go better if you develop that habit to slip away and pray during your day? I mean, if Jesus felt the need to slip away and pray during his day, how much do we need it? Let me summarize what I'm trying to say here. You, you miss the gifts of God when you fail to get with God. You miss the gifts of God when you fail to get with God. If I'm too busy for God, I'm out of God's will. I'm too busy. It is not God's will for me to be too busy for God. On the other hand, let me give you a little tip. You'll get more done here and there and everywhere if you pause between for prayer. Sandwich prayer between here, there, and everywhere. And when you sandwich prayer between those, you'll have more success in your life. You'll, have, you'll get more done. Now, we all need quiet times to reflect and to renew and to recharge you know, uh, it was Pascal, the famous French philosopher, who said, most of man's problems come from his inability to sit still. Can you sit still and be aware in prayer? Psalm 46 says, be still and know that I am God. So when we look at the life of Christ, we know he knew who he was, he knew what his purpose was, and he was all aware, always aware of God's presence because he had the mind of Christ. When you get the mind of Christ, you'll have those things too, and you're always aware that God is with you. Now let me give you a fourth. When I have the mind of Christ, 
I let God help me choose my words. Would you write that down? When you have the mind of Christ, when you're thinking like Jesus, you do what Jesus did. And what did Jesus do? He let God help him choose his words. And Jesus says, I don't speak without thinking. I don't just run off at the mouth. I ask God to help me say the right words. Do you do that? Do you ask God to help you manage your mouth? Here's an amazing verse in John chapter 12, verse 49. Jesus says this. I have not spoken on my own. Instead, the Father who sent me tells me what I should say and how I should say it. Would you circle that? Instead, he said, I don't ever talk, talk when I speak, I don't speak of my own volition. He said, I say what the Father sent me to say. And I say, he told me what I should say and not only told me what I should say, he told me how I should say it. Question, do you think you would have happier relationships if you let God the Father tell you what to say and how to say it, undoubtedly. Would you have less conflict with other people in your life if you let God tell you what to say and how to say it? No doubt about it. Now, listen, if you find your mouth frequently gets you into trouble, the antidote is to learn to think like Jesus. Put on the mind of Christ. Because Jesus says, when you have the mind of Christ, God tells you what to say and how to say it. All right? Number five, when I learn to think like Jesus and I have the mind of Christ, I don't worry about pleasing everyone. Now, this is going to be a big one because some of you are people pleasers and they dominate your life. They control your life. You're always worried about what will other people think. And because you're always worried about what other people think, you can't be what God wants you to be. But if you put on the mind of Christ, if you learn to think like Christ, which is what we're gonna teach you how to do in this series, how to think like Christ, then you, you won't worry about pleasing everybody. Instead, like Jesus, you will only focus on pleasing God. This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. And if you'd like to receive Rick's free daily devotional, go to PastorRick.com and sign up right now. You'll get hope and encouragement from Pastor Rick delivered to your inbox every day. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, do you ever feel like the abundant life Jesus promises seems just out of reach? Well, you're not alone. Many people feel that way. That's why Pastor Rick created a brand new Bible study called Rethinking Your Life. It's a groundbreaking experience that will challenge, inspire, and guide you to a deeper understanding of your purpose and faith by helping you transform the way you think. As you study along with Pastor Rick, you'll learn how to think like Jesus so you can overcome temptation, conquer discouragement, and understand the purpose behind pain. With 143 full-color pages and a soft-touch vegan leather cover, this study is a journey into a deeper relationship with God. Let His Word transform your mind, allowing you to see your life through His eyes, apply His wisdom, and step into a life of purpose and joy. If you're ready to embark on a journey that will transform your life, 
Then request your copy of Rethinking Your Life today when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the life-changing Word of God to people at home and all around the world. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy. That's PastorRick.com. Or you can text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thanks so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. You know, every message I teach through Daily Hope is based on God's Word, and that's because God's Word should be the only source and authority in our lives. Nothing else should be our ultimate guide. Nothing else but God's truth can transform our lives. Let me read you a letter from a young woman named Raquel in Mexico who's building her life on God's Word. Here's what Raquel wrote. Pastor Rick, all of us go through afflictions, and I want to thank you because lately I've been going through these trials and tests, and when I read the Word and listen to you, I can keep on going. I was born in a Christian family, but I really gave my life to Christ just six years ago. And now I lead worship in my church and I help women that have gone through or are facing things that I went through. She adds, God bless you and may he keep using daily hope to expand his kingdom. You know, listen, it is such an encouragement to hear from listeners like Raquel and like you. It's an encouragement to hear how God is using daily hope to keep you in his word. That's my goal for you, that you'll stay in God's word because when you know the truth, the truth sets you free. I want you to hear God's word, then you'll be able to encourage other people with God's hope. You know, Raquel is now using the hurts from her past to help others going through the same difficult circumstances. And that's what God wants you to do with your hurt. God never wastes the hurt. He wants you to use it. Part of your purpose is to help other people by sharing your story and telling them about how God is transforming your life think about that. And thanks for listening today. Let's continue studying God's Word day after day together in our Daily Hope Study. God bless you. If you'd like to bless Pastor Rick by letting him know how much this broadcast has helped you, please send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our Daily Hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.